Hi, I'm John Marn. I'm here today with Tim Kent, electrical field supervisor with NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts. Today we're talking about electrical service upgrades. Welcome, Tim. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Sure. So, Tim, what are some of the signs that a home might need uh, an electrical service upgrade? So the most common sign is basically just lack of space. Um, You'll notice basically your panel's completely full. Physically, you can't add anything to it. Some of the other signs you can notice is, you know, you have circuit breakers that are starting to trip. Or even in worst case scenario, the you have a main breaker, which basically govern is protects your entire panel. Um, if that starts to trip, you can know that that's basically what we call an overload, mm. which means you're drawing more power than what your panel is providing. Um, in those cases, you need an upgrade. Basically, you know, usually what we like to do is go one step up. So if you're at 100 amps, which is the most common, usually now the smallest size you'll see, you go up to 200 amps. That will double the size, basically give you, you'll output you whatever you want. You can basically put on that. There are a couple of cases where homes are now getting so big and with whole home electrification that we do have to go up from 200 to 400 amps. It was unheard of probably 10 years ago to have a single family home have 400 amps. Mm -hmm. But now it's just with the amount of electric vehicles and you know, heat pumps or stoves. It's just, it's in the size of homes too, the square footage. I was going to ask, is the size of the home a factor in that? Like we all used to be when we grew up, you know, in like 1500, 2000, you know, square foot homes. And now you're seeing lots of homes that are like 5,000 square feet or more. Yeah. um, Definitely for our math that we have to do to determine the size of a home, the square footage is a major factor. Okay. But not only that, there's now even a square foot limit that dictates that if you're over a certain amount of square footage, you have to go up to 400 amps. Basically, I mean, we're talking, I don't know the exact square footage, but we're talking probably around 5,000 square feet and above, which is a pretty big home in general. So, but they're trying to mitigate any issues down the line if you put a smaller service on it huge house mm-hmm. a lot easier to do things when it's getting built than when it's all finished and looks all nice and pretty sure yeah talk a little bit more about these different levels so you mentioned going from 100 amp to 200 amp do you still see houses with like a, i think it's 60 amp service that's that's even smaller than that so yes you see them on occasion um they're few and far between but we actually did an upgrade from a 60 to 100 amps because the couple had basically all gas and they The home was in Boston. It's been there, I don't know, probably over 100, 120 years. Mm -hmm. And 60 amps was plenty, but now they need an upgrade. So, so in their so in their case, going to 100 was was fine for their needs. They didn't need they didn't need to go all the way up from from 60 to 200. Exactly. Yeah. So the basically the price tag for their specific scenario to go up from 100 to 200 would have been more expensive than the normal home mm-hmm. and they determined that they kind of didn't need that okay. um, basically option so i always present it and tell customers you know we can go up 200 if you want but for their particular case they didn't need it and for what what they wanted from their home it wasn't even required right you mentioned, uh, you know, the size of the home being a factor in determining like what what amount of amps you need on your service. What are some of the other factors? 
So basically, on top of basically the size you have, I usually say, thinking of the future, right? So a lot of people don't realize, okay, they buy a new house, they move into it. A lot of things they want to do, okay, I want a new kitchen, right? I want one of those pretty kitchens that I see on HGTV and, you know, with the island and which comes out great all the time. But there's, for us, is even codes that mandate how many, you know, circuits we have to run to your kitchen. You know, your kitchen originally could have maybe two circuits going to it total, mm-hmm. maybe even one. Mm. Now we have to run usually about seven, wow. right? Just by code, whether you're getting it or not. Because you have all these different like appliances that have to be plugged into separate circuits and things like that. Yep. So like you think about your microwave, your fridge, your countertop outlets, the stuff that does your coffee makers and toasters, dishwashers, disposals, all of those need dedicated circuits by our code. So in a lot of old homes, they could be all in one circuit. Mm. I've had homes that have the microwave on with the bathroom GFI. And every time the wife goes to blow dry her hair, it trips <laughs> the breaker. So things like that will definitely make a decision of, okay, we need to go up. And now the probably the single most biggest factor I'm seeing is car chargers. Car chargers draw a lot of power. And a lot of people go and get in, you know, buying Teslas or any other type of electric car. And it uses a lot of power to do that. So when they know, okay, a lot of them know we're not going to get it now, but, you know, three years in the road, my next car is going to be electric car. I already know it is. Right. Right. So they're going to prepare now for it rather than waiting and having time to then have to, you know, come back and deal with it this time. So it's a lot of forward thinking you want to do of what my house wants to look like and what I want to put into it so that you don't have to then, you know, spend all this money fixing it and then realize, oh, no, I need to spend, you know, do a service upgrade and spend more money now. Okay. What are the typical steps that are involved in getting an electrical service uh, upgrade done and, and, and approved? You know, are there like code compliances that you have to be concerned about and, you know, uh, electrical inspections that have to happen? So, yeah. So typically um, a licensed electrician will come out to your home, basically talk to you about your options and look at your current service. What I like to call is the straightforward services that are basically easy ones. They're just no complicated issues whatsoever. Those are generally straightforward. Even those will require us pulling a permit and having inspection when we finish. Um, then there's obviously the more complicated ones. Um, we have a couple going out now that actually we need to relocate where the existing service is and we need to get the power company involved in that. And whenever you get the power company involved, it does slow things down and take some time to get them to approve certain aspects of your new location of where the power is coming from the telephone pole to your home. Or even for us, we have a couple where we have to go through the roof just because of how the house is designed. So all of that now inquires getting a roofer out there and making sure that everything's going to be okay and you're going to have no leaks. So they can be definitely more involved than what people think. It definitely depends on your typical home and how it's designed. But on average, usually it's basically come out, you know, give a price, look it over. Then you usually pull the permit, do the job, and then get the inspection all set. It's usually this normal, straightforward, you know, beginning to end. Right. In terms of the cost of 
you know, these upgrades, you know, how do you, uh, how is the upgrade level sort of, you know, how does that impact the, the price tag in the end? I know you said that, uh, you know, for that, that person that you mentioned going from 60 amp to, to 200 amp, that would be, it would be more than the cost of, you know, a, a normal uh, other house, you know, going from just like a hundred to, to 200 amps or something like that. You know, so how does that uh, jump in, in electrical service level, uh, affect the price tag? Yeah. So not necessarily will someone who originally has 60 amps and wants 200 will be more costly. It definitely depends on your house and definitely depends on your particular, how it was done in the beginning. You have two types of basically services. We have an underground and above ground. So the underground is ones that there's no overhead wires to your home. They're all done underground. You see those a lot around uh, the city and inner city areas mm-hmm. more than out in the suburbs. Those end up having higher price tags to them because you have to actually upgrade the entire wire and pipe size that runs underground. Mm. And that usually almost always entails a you know, the national grid or Eversource or the municipality getting involved. Um, And they could have their own fees at times too. Then the overheads are more straightforward, more simple because the wires do not, most of the time don't need to be upgraded. Or if they do, those overhead wires are actually owned by the power company. So if they need to get upgraded or they're old, they are responsible for fixing them, not, not you as a homeowner. So that tends to lower the cost a lot more. Basically, what we see most of all that higher costs is really just weird locations for your panel, right? Rather than your panel being on an outside wall, it's in the middle of the home, right? And Or you finished your basement and now you've, a lot of people have framed in their panel, made their basement look nice. Well, now you're getting a bigger panel that's physically larger, can't fit in that cubby that they built around it. Well, now all that has to be ripped out and then rebuilt around it. Mm. So that increases our, our time and what we have to do and our labor cost to get that to be code compliant, what needs to be done. Okay. And what should homeowners expect in terms of, you know, timelines and, you know, disruption to their day-to-day life in terms, you know, obviously you're going to have to shut off the electricity to the house in order to do an upgrade like that. How how long can they expect that to go on? So I tell customers it's usually a full day. So a strong day. So by a strong day, I would mean maybe eight to 10 hours, depending. Basically 99% of the time we make sure we get power back up before we leave. Um, I know that's a big concern for people. Even if the job may take two days, we'll still make sure we get power back up so you get heat, your food won't go bad. But it will be basically a seven o'clock power is going out and you know may not be back up till three thirty, four o'clock. Basically is usually the typical. It will be a full day. So, you know, definitely customers have to prepare themselves for either if they need to work from home and they need the Wi-Fi to either go somewhere else, maybe go to a neighbor's or go into work that day. Or, you know, I guess they could just read a book if they wanted to, because <laughs> fortunately they won't have lights or TV, but it is always a full day at usually at minimum. Right. Is what I'll say. Right. It's sometimes they go longer, but minimum it's a full day. You won't have power. 
And like you said, you try to get the power back up at the end of the day. If it's going to go on to a second day, you try to get the at least at least minimum power back up for the major appliances. And then you might have to come back for like a half day of the second day or something like that in order to do some cleanup or, you know, com- complete some things that you were working on. Yeah, usually the priority is getting power back up. There's things like, for example, we label the panels once we finish them. Things like that come sometimes and go into the following day. But as long as you have power and heat and your food's good, you know, that can wait to the following day. Mm-hmm. If it is a two-day upgrade, we I will usually will usually know that ahead of time and let the customer know that, hey, you know, we can't get this done in two days. Unfortunately, you're gonna be without power overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, so they can prepare and do what they need to do before we start doing that. Um, we definitely make sure that that's not a surprise for them. Mm-hmm. Come three o'clock and we're telling them that power isn't going to be up overnight. That has never happened to us. And we try to make sure that that won't happen. And any ones that, you know, do take longer than the typical day, you know, talked about ahead of time. So there's a plan in place. We try not to surprise anyone. <laughs> right, right. And what are some of the long-term benefits of upgrading your electrical service? So biggest thing is future-proofing. Basically, you never know what new things are going to come out or what you're going to want or, you know, what you're going to need new power for, especially with state and national codes changing a lot. You know, maybe you plan on keeping that gas stove for, you know, whatever, but then all of a sudden it breaks. Then for some reason, there's a code in place that's going to, they have to, if you want a gas stove, you have to jump through some hoops to get the gas stove. Well, now you need an electric stove because you don't want to jump through those hoops or the cost is too much. Right. But if you have, don't have a panel large enough to support that stove, well, now you need an upgrade. So the benefit is I really think any home nowadays that's a typical single family home, 200, you can't go wrong with 200 amps. It's just kind of, it's something that everyone should think about in the back of their mind is just upgrading 200 amps at least. Um, very few homes need 400 amps, but 200 amps will basically cover you for car chargers, heat pumps, any whole home electrification that you need, you're basically covered and you don't have to worry about it. Because usually what happens is things like this tend to come back and bite you at the worst possible time rather than when you can kind of plan for it, maybe save some money and kind of put that on the to-do list, so to speak. It's not always, it's not fun uh, giving bad news to customers when they think, you know, you get called out for like a light not working and you realize that their panel is shot. Mm-hmm. And now, now you're giving them a price to replace their panel when they thought, okay, I need a new lighter. Mm-hmm. That's all I was going to pay for, right? So, you know, definitely, that's definitely probably the biggest advantage of it. It future proofs your home. It allows you to upgrade however you want to. And basically, obviously, you'll be able to, if you plan for it, you won't have that surprise happen, right? So that's that's a huge plus as well for things are expensive nowadays. So being able to plan for it and know what is kind of happening and kind of what is going to, what you want your price, um, excuse me, what you want your like order to be as far as you're fixing your home and being able to plan for that is a lot, is very important. Right. I'd imagine that it would actually, uh, you know, increase the value of your home as well. So it's probably a good in- investment. You know, anybody who's buying your home, if you've already upgraded the 200 amps, that's just going to be a, you know, a bonus uh, for, for anybody buying the house that they know that they're not going to have to then, you know, upgrade further. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's most home buyers look into it. And if they have plans for the home, they're going to 
look at that existing service and uh, how much power they have. And, you know, if they go in thinking, okay, well, now I have to, you know, price this up or now I have to, you know, spend the money to get this, you know, upgraded, you know, it may deter them away from a home or it may just, you know, kind of they don't want to pay as much as you want for your home. So it is definitely good to do the resale value definitely for your home. And also it's newer technology. It's safer, which is always a good thing. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's really great information, Tim. Thanks again for speaking with me today. Thank you for having me. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387.